So I want to talk this morning about stepping into more joy. Is anyone okay with that? No. <laughs> Does anyone, you know, like okay with more joy? You know, like you, 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 have too, you have too much joy in your life. You're too contagious with joy. You can't get your work done because there's so much joy. No. <laughs> That's after this message. Uh, there's going to be so much joy. So I want to tell you a few stories of joy. And uh, one time I preached on joy in Kenya. And uh, boy, I'm looking forward to going back to Kenya. It's been too long since I've been. But I, I preached on joy. A man took the CD. And, and the next time I came back, he said, hey, my sister had been barren. And when I let her listen to your message about Sarah and Abraham and how Sarah laughed and how the name Isaac means laughter, she says, when my sister listened to that message, she felt the Lord touch her, and shortly after that, she conceived and had a child. Another man at the conference, I preached on joy. He had actually been coughing up blood. But at the end of the message, he found himself laughing. He's like, I can laugh. I'm no longer coughing. He said, I never coughed up blood again. And he was healed in that moment of laughter. Another time right here in this room in Fort Worth, I had preached on joy and a family had come. They had driven here for the conference and their transmission broke down right after the message on joy. <laughs> Can we just laugh at that? So he ends up at the transmission shop. You know, it's like $4,000, whatever. And he's like, he remembers that he just heard a message on joy and how you need to laugh over things. And so in that transmission shop, he laughs. Well, later that afternoon, the Lord provides all of the money they needed for the transmission. Then they felt like the Lord was telling them to come move back to Fort Worth and be a part of our ministry school here. And so they did that. He needed a job. And guess where he got a job? The transmission shop where he chose to laugh. And uh, that is the Darren and Sarah Stokey. Most of you know the Stokies. And uh, such a fun story about the joy of the Lord. And I'm just excited about what stories are going to come out of what God is doing this morning as, as we step into places of greater joy in the presence of the Lord. And I want to ask you this question, why wouldn't this summer be the most joy-filled time of your entire life? <laughs> Jesus, in John 15, 11, said, these things I have spoken to you, so that my joy, say my joy, may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Jesus was the most, contrary to many films, <laughs> he was the most joy-filled person to ever walk the face of this earth. And the very joy of Jesus himself is inside you right now. That just might be a lot of joy. And that might be more joy than we're accessing that, that we're about to access. He didn't say, these things I've spoken to you so that you might try harder to have a little joy. <laughs> Would you be more joyful? No. <laughs> Donna will, I know. <laughs> That's not what he said, though. 
He said, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So what does it look like to be to live in the full joy of Jesus himself? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Right there, the second fruit. So Holy Spirit inside of you right now is producing joy. So one, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not having trouble producing joy inside of you. You're not like, well, it's really hard to produce joy inside of Steve. There are rivers of joy inside of you right now. The same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus with joy is there to fill you with abundance of joy. Holy Spirit is exploding within you and is ready to overwhelm you with greater joy than you have ever known. There is so much more joy that we are going to be accessing and stepping into in this season. Boy, I'm having trouble clicking one slide today. So James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And let endurance have its perfect result. Yes, got that. All right, let's see. Ah, boy, this is very interesting. It's never done that to me before. <laughs> Can we just laugh at that? <laughs> so, the second lie I want to break off us this morning, it's rude and inappropriate to be filled with joy during different difficult times. Joy is actually made for difficult times. That's, that's what it's saying here. Joy is for every situation and season. It strengthens us and empowers us to overcome. We actually need joy even more in difficult times. And that's why it says in Nehemiah 8.10, do not be grieved. The people were weeping. They'd heard the words of the law. But Nehemiah spoke to them. He said, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that actually, the Hebrew word there for strength is not even just about a little burst or like a little pill of joy. It's actually about living in joy, that joy is your safe place. It is your refuge of strength. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your place and your habitation of strength that you live in. All right, there it is. Okay, so James 1, 2. Want to look at this word for a moment, consider. It's a very interesting Greek word, and it actually, it's uh, hegemai, and it means to lead. And so when it says consider here, it's saying I want you to lean in to difficult circumstances and to trials, I want you to lean in and lead into those with joy. It's like already, I want you to already be on the front end of things. I want you to be ready to walk through anything you walk through in life with the joy of the Lord. Consider, consider it all joy. So we're going to lead into harder times with even more joy. And we're going to make sure that there are no joy vacuums anywhere that we go. 
that the atmosphere is full and pregnant with the joy of the Lord so that Holy Spirit can release and do everything He wants to do in that atmosphere. And the joy that is in you is so much more powerful than even the most powerful heaviness. It is so much more powerful than all of people's groaning and moaning and complaining. The joy of the, of the Lord inside of you shatters that. And so we are going to lead into harder times with joy. So consider, consider it all joy. So when it says consider, it means we have a choice. And one of the lies that sometimes is out there in the atmosphere is that, well, if joy happens, it'll happen. Well, that's not what James 1 is saying here when it says consider. It's saying it is there, it's available, and you can step into it. And you can access the joy of the Lord. You can access the joy of the Lord in that moment when you don't feel it. Because I don't know about you, when, when we're talking about trials, we're talking about hard things, I don't always, the first thing I feel in my emotions is not usually joy. But I can step into the joy of the Lord in that moment. All right. In fact, James 1, 2 says, consider it, say, all joy. Not just a little joy, but all joy is what we are stepping into in the midst of trials. So we're not here to make it through with a little joy. Does anybody believe that all joy might be more than a little joy? Okay, I do too. Good. So I also want to, just want us to realize and get this in our minds that joy and trials go together. This isn't always, we think of, we think of, think of trial, like, when you think of a trial, you need to think of, of joy. Like, like, I really feel like the Lord wants us to be, like, reprogrammed here according and renew our minds with the word of God that trials are about more joy. And so, this season that we're living in, where we are in the world right now, this is a time for more joy. And again, I, I want to just remind us that we were created for such a time as this. That the Lord chose you for this point in history. He could have put you in 1852. But he said, no, I'm going to put him in 2022. Because he is the one I need in this season. That I've chosen, that I have specifically prepared for all of his life to live in such a time as this. All right. So, another lie we want to break out this morning is that it's hypocritical to step in the joy when you don't feel it. Can we just laugh at that? <laughs> well, well, I don't feel joy, so I can't step in. No, it's joy is reality. In fact, the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's reality right there. The kingdom of God is reality. The invisible realm is what's reality. These chairs, this room is not going to last forever. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit are forever. They are kingdom things. Heaven is the most joyful place ever. So I want to jump here to Psalm 2, verse 4. It says, why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? And right now we're living in a time where there are nations in uproar. And I just want to remind us that it's not the first time in history that nations have been in an uproar. 
the kings of the earth take their stand and rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. And Jesus himself said, he said, look, not everybody, if you follow me, is going to like you because not everybody likes me. And, and there is... There is light, there is the anointed one, there is the kingdom of God, and there is also the kingdom of darkness. And there will be opposition. And we need to be experiencing opposition. If we aren't experiencing any opposition, we need to ask ourselves, are we truly shining the light? Because we are, we are not here with some kind of gray, light Christianity that everything's okay, whatever you want to believe, you know, that's, you know, we are here to burn with the truth. And we are here to never compromise about Jesus, the anointed one, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he is the way. And every word that he has spoken here is true, no matter what our culture says. And right now, we live in a culture where many people are so deceived, they can no longer tell the difference between a man and a woman. And the Word of God is very, very, very clear. But God is up to something. <laughs> he is up to something big. And I, I believe that we are on the forefront of that billion, two billion soul harvest that we've been praying for. And that we have got to be ready for what is about to be poured out on the earth in this season. Verse 3 says, let us tear their feathers apart and, fetters apart and cast their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens, can you say this? laughs. He scoffs at them. So out of all the things that he could be doing, one, I want us to see that he's seated. <laughs> you know, he, he, he didn't even have to get up from his throne. While the nations rage, Jesus is seated on his throne. And there's somebody who's seated in heavenly places with him in this room today. And we are learning to stay seated <laughs> in the place of peace, in the place of trust, in the place of hearing God, in the place of being in the heavenlies where we are looking down on the things that are taking place on the earth right now. And we are not under them. Because someone lifted you up and put you in the heavenly places with him. And he's up there and he's seated. He's in heaven, and he is laughing. And he is over. He is above. And we are in that place with him. Recently, I asked the Lord. I, he's our physician, right? I asked the doctor. I was like, Lord, I feel like I, I need to step into a higher place right now. I was really like, I'm, I feel under some things. I, I, was, I was actually getting a little concerned. I was like, Lord, I, 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 need, I need a breakthrough right now. What, what is it that you have for me? 
what do you want me to do? And the Lord showed me. He said, I, I want you to spend 10 minutes a day laughing. <laughs> That's what the doctor said. So I've, I've been doing my uh, homework, the prescription <laughs> was laughter. And, and so I've been spending my 10 minutes laughing every day. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been keeping a laughter journal. I mean, if we're going to laugh, let's, you know, let's, let's write about it. It's very interesting what happens when you laugh about things. And I first experienced this when the Lord started touching me with laughter, and I especially remember it happening to me during, during the renewal days, that I would lay on the floor, and I would begin to laugh, and I would find myself laughing about things that I didn't want to laugh about. <laughs> I would find myself laughing about the things I'd been angry about <laughs> earlier that day, the things that frustrated me, that this was broken, or I didn't have enough of this. And I would sit here, and I would laugh, and all of a sudden, I would be laughing at myself. It's like you step above, and I would be looking at Steve. I'm like, oh, there's Steve today, frustrated because the door lock won't fix. <laughs> the door lock won't fix, and Steve is frustrated. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> and I'm sitting here laughing about myself being frustrated, and frustration has to go when you step over it and you laugh at it. And so one of the things I've been doing with the doctor's orders here is laughing over the things that I have felt under in this season. And it's actually very therapeutic. And quite a, a healing thing. Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine. It is. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. And so the doctor who invented you, <laughs> who's created the instruction manual for you, who has all wisdom, all power, and all authority, who understands every cell of your being, every thought in your mind, every situation, circumstance, everything that you're going through, says a joyful heart is good medicine. And so I'm, I'm excited about even more of, of laughing and walking through this season with the Lord and what He's doing in me. Of course, you know, the world... There's all kinds of studies, and uh, it's amazing how many books are out right now about, about laughter because, you know, the world is, is discovering this, that what we've known from the Word of God all these years is actually really true, and, uh, and they're, they're seeing this. Um, one here, it was, so, it was interesting, across the test, the participants' ability to tolerate pain jumped after laughing. On average, watching about 15 minutes of comedy in a group increased the pain threshold by 10%. Participants tested alone showed slightly smaller increases in their pain threshold. In fact, I, I study leadership a lot. I help work with leadership teams. And, and there's a whole lot out there right now about actually the importance of, as a leader, laughing together with your team. And, and what happens, the level of bonding that happens when a team, when a family, when a group laughs together, that there's a depth of connection that 
that increases when, when, there, when there is laughter. So, life five, the joy in me is not really strong enough to affect those around me. Can we just laugh at that? <laughs> okay. The joy within you, the joy in within you. Oh, wow. That's like double portion in you. The jo- <laughs> Can we laugh at that? <laughs> the joy in within you, and that's, I created that slide, not the media team. Please do not. <laughs> the media team's amazing. The joy in within you is powerful to shift atmospheres and destroy the spirit of heaviness. We already said this this morning that what, what you carry is, is very, very, very powerful. Well, Genesis 21, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And so we know that the Lord came, spoke this promise to Abraham that Sarah was going to get pregnant. He laughs. Sarah laughs. Sarah actually denies to the angel that she laughed. And I love this story because, I don't know, the more I read it, the more I, you know, when Sarah says, I'm, I did not laugh, it's, it's actually the word, it's Isaac. She's saying, it's the whole thing, even her laughing, I believe is actually even prophetic in that moment. Like her son is going to be named laughter. And so there's this banter, this dialogue that's going on. And we know in Hebrews 11 that Sarah conceived by faith. So whether she had faith in the moment, I just kind of think even as she laughed, something probably happened in her. Even though she was doubting in that moment, God's bigger. And when God does things, there's multiple layers of things that he's doing. And so here she is. She's laughing. She's prophetically declaring the name of the son that she's about to conceive. I believe as she was laughing that God is working things in her, rejuvenating her so that she actually could bear a child. And so Sarah said after Isaac was born, God has made laughter for me and everyone who hears will laugh with me. And I just want to encourage you that laughter and joy has been given to you and that the world around you, that you get to invite them into that same joy that you experience. The joy that you live in, God has made laughter for you and everyone who hears you is going to laugh with you. And people who have zero to negative levels of joy in their lives are going to experience the joy and the reality of Jesus because of what you release into the atmosphere. All right. want to, you didn't think you were going to get away this morning without a, a joy laughter video, did you? <laughs> you are not. So we can cut the lights. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 
Don't you stand up. Father, I thank you that heaven is full of joy. And Lord, that you invented joy, not the enemy. You invented laughter. And I thank you that our greatest days and moments of joy are ahead of us. And Lord, I thank you that we get to fill the earth with the joy of the Lord. In Jesus, the most joyful man to ever walk the earth, we welcome you to release more of your joy through us, God. Let us be contagious with your presence. Lord, even as we go over to the schoolyard, let us be contagious with your presence, Lord. Jesus, we love you. Yes, more, Lord, more joy, more joy. Let it just purify the atmosphere of our homes, Jesus. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that joy is one of the most contagious things, Father. Thank you that joy, Lord, is so contagious. Lord, more joy. Father, I pray that we would be, I just want to be, Lord, I want to be the most joy-filled church in this city, Lord. <laughs> oh, let it be, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that we get to bring the oil of gladness where there's been only mourning, Lord, that we get to release that joy in that life. And I thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Put your hand on someone near you and just say, more joy, more joy, more joy. 